Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, April 8th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Patrick Murphy. J Book fans, don't worry. We haven't had J Book on the show the last couple of weeks. Last week we had Cardale and Brian Schottenstein. This week we've had Patrick. J Book, it, it's just a scheduling conflict. I know J Book has all his legion of fans out there. J Book will be back next week. We appreciate Patrick jumping in. Uh, we love having Patrick on the show. A lot to get into, my friend. Let's start with expectations for this Ohio State secondary this fall. We're going to get a chance to meet with the secondary here in about an hour and a half. Uh, Buckeyes are having their 11th practice of spring right now. We're going to meet with the corners and the safeties today. Looking forward to that. Um, you know, let's just start with, you know, we're, we're going to get into specifics, but just are you bullish on this group overall, the coaches, the talent, um, the fit, uh, the depth? What do you think overall? What are your expectations, Patrick, of this Ohio State secondary in 2022? Well, first of all, my expectations are not that I will replace Jay Book in any way. So uh, I don't want anyone to think I'm here trying to do that. But in terms of the secondary, I think it's it's got to be better, right? I mean, I thought the corners actually played pretty well last year. Denzel Burke obviously playing for the first time in college football as a true freshman. It was it was more the stuff in the middle where teams really attacked the Buckeyes in the passing game, and, and that included the safeties. You lose Josh Proctor early in the year. That's a huge issue. And you got a lot of young guys playing. And Denzel Burke was one of those young guys. But Ronnie Hickman, um, you know, the the list of young guys in the secondary was large. And I think that's going to be a big difference this year is that those guys have played a full season of football. You know, even a guy like Cam Brown, who'd been in the program for a long time, hadn't played much because he got tore his Achilles two years ago and was out for the rest of that season. So, There's an opportunity here for this secondary to take a big jump, not only because the scheme will be different and they're being coached by new guys, and I think that will certainly improve, but just the fact that they have the experience of playing a full year, they know what they're doing now, going through this spring practice, it's it's year two for a lot of these guys as as starters or main contributors, so I think that's going to be a huge factor. And then we we can get into scheme, we can get onto what Jim Knowles' defense is going to look like, but I think that'll make a big difference. I really like what they've done with with the two coaches and Perry Eliano and Tim Walton. Tim Walton especially, just he's a Buckeye. He wants to get this defense right, especially in that secondary where he played once upon a time. So I have high expectations for, for the defense in general to take a big jump. But I think the secondary is, is a major factor in that and, and kind of turning around these defensive statistics. Nice segue, All-Star. Nice work there. I was just about to ask you uh, expectations for, uh, you know, I feel like we're not talking about Tim Walton and Perry Eliano at all because of Jim Knowles. And, you know, everything with Jim Knowles is so interesting, so it's understandable. Um, I'm guilty as charged. I love the Tim Walton hire. Um, Him being, it's not just because he's a former Buckeye and I, I enjoyed watching him. That 1993 team, great memories of that team. I was in high school. That's when Ohio State kind of, you know, announced it was back on the national stage, that 1993 team. Um, 
Uh, they were ranked in the top five at one point, had some big wins that year. Um, didn't end well. Typical uh, Cooper year where they lost to Michigan, of course. But anyway, um, not that I'm still bitter about that. But that 1993 team was a lot of fun to watch, and, and Tim Walton was a big part of that. And I love his experience. I love, um, again, it's not about him being a former Buckeye, although I like that. I love that he has defensive coordinator experience at the collegiate level and the NFL level, all those years in the NFL. So I, I love the Tim Walton hire as corners coach and kind of leading the secondary I don't know much about Perry Eliano. I, I, I like him so far. I'm still kind of learning about him. I like what I'm hearing. Um, but you know, Perry Eliano, I didn't know much about. Um, your thoughts on Tim Walton and Perry Eliano so far? Like you said, I like both the hirings. Tim Walton obviously spent time in the NFL, worked with – I mean, the name that always comes up is Jalen Ramsey. Mm -hmm. It was only a year that he spent – not even with, with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, your right. boy, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But – when you have a guy like that talking about not only the best coach you've had at the position, but one of the best people you've ever been around. And we've gotten to talk to him a little bit. You can certainly see that, um, you know, he's had success. And I think when you have a guy who's coached NFL corners like that, that's going to attract attention on the recruiting trail. It's going to attack to attract attention in the meeting rooms. Guys are going to listen to him. And we saw up close and personal when they've had open practices Tim Walton and the DBs have been right in front of us where, where they kind of corral us at, at the Woody Hayes. So we've seen him working, and, and I like what I've seen from just the little bits there. And then uh, Perry Eliano, look at what he did at Cincinnati with that with the cornerbacks there. He coached corners. He didn't coach safeties, but we talked to him, and he, he said that's not a big transition. He's done that before. You look at what he did at Cincinnati with guys who aren't as highly recruited as what they have at Ohio State. And he had the best cornerback in the country, had another All-American the last two seasons. And obviously Cincinnati's defense was a big part of them getting to the college football playoff last year. And that secondary was a part. And Luke Fickle's a defensive guy, obviously, as Buckeye fans know. But Perry Eliano was a big part of that staff. Luke Fickle did not want to see Perry Eliano leave. He realized this was a fantastic opportunity. He was not going to stand in the way of that. But when, when you have a guy who, you know, like Jim Knowles at Oklahoma State, they didn't want him to leave, that's a good thing. You don't want people going out the door and then, you know, saying, don't let the door hit you on the butt on the way out. It, it, you'd rather have a coach that you're hiring that the other team is trying to, uh, you know, hold on to because of, of what they bring. So I like it a lot. You know, I, I know that Tim Walton, after he was hired at Ohio State, other uh, NFL teams had interests in him. And there was some talk. Was he going to leave? And, and I, I think that was kept pretty quiet. But there, there was definitely some concern for, for a very small period of time that he might jump back to the NFL with some opportunities that came his way. So these are both coaches that were in demand, and Ohio State did a great job of landing both. And I think it's going to benefit the Buckeyes. All right, let's get into the corners. Um, what do you think about the depth and the talent of corner? Obviously, the Buckeyes are returning both starters and Cam Brown. And Denzel Burke, it looks to me like Jordan Hancock has emerged as the number three corner. J.K. Johnson is right there as well. I'd probably put him as the number four corner. Going fifth, that's tough. I'd say probably Jair Brown, true freshman right now, is at number five corner. And maybe Ryan Turner, true freshman, is that number six corner right now. Your thoughts on the talent and depth at corner? Yeah, your, your kind of depth chart there is about how I would have had it. You know, we, we, we obviously haven't seen – any sort of written out depth chart or, or what it's going to look like. And obviously there's a lot of time, but, but that's kind of how I'd lay it out. Um, I would like the Buckeyes to have a bit more experience behind the two starters, just you know, given 
what 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 the Buckeyes are going to face, especially out of the gates week one against Notre Dame. So I, I am a bit concerned about that in terms of if you're throwing guys in like Jordan Hancock, J.K. Johnson, guys who just haven't played a lot. They, they didn't play a ton last year. But in terms of talent, I mean, we heard, you know, leading into the Rose Bowl, how those two freshmen were really coming on, really starting to, to get what it takes to play at this level. So I think talent-wise, you're fine. It's just a matter of, you know, getting those guys' experience. And, and let's not forget, Cam Brown, the Achilles injury two years ago, and he missed some time last year. That, that, that's a guy who's battled some injuries, doesn't practice all the time uh, because of injuries. The, now, right now in spring, obviously, the Buckeyes are cautious with him. He, he's not a guy that needs to be on the field. So depth could be an issue at that spot. But I think as these guys do get experience, and hopefully it doesn't cost them early in the year while they're in the game, um, you know, I, I, I think that we'll, we'll see them get better and better and better. And we also don't know what Jim Knowles and uh, Tim Walton are going to want to do in terms of how deep they want a rotation to be. You know, you, you, you're going to have three safeties on the field as well. So you're going to have a lot of defensive backs out there. Do you rotate corners like we've seen in the past? Or is it more of we're going to stick with our two starting guys. We'll get those other guys in there when we can. I think that really depends on what the young guys prove in practice that they're ready to take in. But I like the talent. I'm a little concerned about the depth. All right, let's get into the safeties. As you mentioned, they're going to be playing three safeties together. Um, that's very interesting. I'm sure everybody – Listening, watching the show knows that's a big part of the Jim Knowles scheme. They're going to use three safeties at a time. Now, one of them, uh, if Court Williams is out there, he's basically a hybrid uh, safety out, you know, linebacker. Um, one of them is going to be that boundary safety. They call it the bandit. You get, you have to be strong in the run game, uh, but you also have to be athletic enough to, you know, help uh, in coverage. Um, but Ronnie Hickman, you can tell Jim Knowles loves Ronnie Hickman. He's talked him up. He obviously loves Tanner McAllister, who followed him from Oklahoma State here to Ohio State. He's talked up Court Williams like crazy. So right now in spring, I think those are the top three guys. Um, but they're going to get Josh Proctor back. He's talked him up, says he has to be a big part of the defense. So I think those are going to be maybe the top four safeties. But they've got other guys, man. I mean, they like this true freshman, Kai Stokes. Marcus Hooker is still on the team, for those that forgot. Marcus Hooker is still on the team, yes. Cam Martinez is a guy they like. And Lathan Ransom, hopefully they get him back at some point. He had that bad injury in the Rose Bowl. He um, – he might not be back till the start of the season at the earliest, but at some point they'll get him back. I like this group of safeties. Your thoughts? I agree. I think it's it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. If I were betting right now, I'd say Josh Proctor's kind of your deep safety. Tanner McAllister's that nickelback. Ronnie Hickman's the, the, the bandit, so to speak. Um, and then you've got depth to rotate. You know, you just listed a number of guys. We just saw Bryson Shaw, who was a starter on this team most of the year last year. And I thought, you know, took his lumps for sure, but got better throughout the season, realized, hey, there's not much of an opportunity for me here, and, and he's in the transfer portal. So I think that speaks to what's developing behind him. You mentioned the Josh Proctor injury. I think he's practicing more than people expected, just right. from what we've seen a little bit. I think they thought he'd come along slowly. Obviously, week two, he suffers that bad leg injury. Um, but he's been out there more than I thought he would be as, as spring practice has gone along, at least from the little bits we've seen and stuff we've heard. So that's a great thing for them because I think Josh Proctor had really started to develop into that, that role, that kind of center fielder, so to speak, um, instead of just being a big hitter, which I think is what he was early in his career. Tanner McAllister, he's another guy who can can kind of play like a cornerback in that nickel spot um, if, if he really needed him to. 
he'll be closer to the line of scrimmage. And then you all saw what Ronnie Hickman did last year. I think the way he can, he can find the ball. He's got a nose for the ball, led the Buckeyes in tackles. I think he's really going to benefit from Jim Knowles and, and this defensive scheme. So the starters are there. And then you listed the number of guys that could step in and, and be depth pieces or, or rotate in court. Williams is a guy they've been high on for two years since he arrived on campus. He just suffered an injury last year or else he would have been a factor at the safety position as well. So I said earlier, the cornerback depth concerns me. The safety depth, I think, is 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 in a good place. Cam Martinez, Lathan, I mean, you know, you listed all those names. It's it's a good group, talented group. There's going to be a lot of competition for places, and I think that makes each guy better as they fight for a spot. All right. As promised, I promised Patrick we would talk justice suing coming back. I love Ohio State basketball. I know a lot of our listeners – um, you know, aren't huge Ohio State basketball fans. Some are. Some are. But a lot of times when I talk basketball on the show, I get comments like, why are you talking about basketball and not football? Uh, don't worry. We're going to get to some questions to finish the show on football. But real quick, that's really good news for Ohio State's basketball team. I mean, they're going to lose Malachi Branham probably. So, But, you know, they're having a good offseason. Getting Tanner Holden, he's one of the best transfers in college basketball. And there were a lot of teams after him. They got Tanner Holden. Now Justice Suing coming back. I like this, Patrick. Yeah, I, this was this was important, and uh, we we won't spend a ton of time on this, but I think if you'd lost just a suing and you lose Malachi Branham, you know you're going to lose EJ Liddell. Not only are you searching for a score and a rebounder to to help, but you're also trying to find leadership that that you know not with a team with not a lot of experience coming back. They're going to play a lot of young guys, so I think that was probably the biggest thing. Let's remember what Justice Suing was doing for this team at the end of the season two years ago. Uh, you know, he, he was playing hurt then. So if you've got a healthy Justice Suing, which he sat out the full year to get healthy, I think that's going to be big. I think that helps the Buckeyes. I wrote about it the other day. I think that'll be uh, that'll be a, a boost for this Buckeye team that probably right now is is perceived as a fringe top twenty five team. And I think that gets them back into the mix there. And I don't think they're done in the transfer portal yet. They've been very active talking to guys had some guys on campus. So this roster is not set as is right now, but big to get Justice Suing back for sure. He can do a lot of different things, makes them much more versatile. They missed him last year. All right, let's answer some questions to finish the show. We probably won't get to all of them because I've got to get the show up and get on over to Ohio State. I mean, I guess I could just let Patrick and Steve Hellwagon handle everything. You know, yeah, I, could, I, I could just do that, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get over and they've been starting early, as we know. I got to get over there by 10:20. They say 10:30. We can't get there at 10:30. Jerry's, uh, you know, yeah, 10. You're getting there at 10. That's my goal. I, I won't be able to. I'm looking at a watch that I don't have on right now. Um, I won't be able to get there by 10. But I'm, my goal is 10:20. So let's get to some questions and then uh, we'll finish the show. Okay, Nick wants to know for us normal fans out there, can you explain the different safety positions and the body types for each position? Well, Nick. He sure as hell can do that for you. Um, so what you have, so Tanner McAllister is going to be what they call, uh, you know, the slot safety. Basically, he's kind of like a hybrid corner safety. You know, he's, he's the slot safety. He could be the slot corner, basically. He's going he's gonna to be the slot. So that's Tanner McAllister slot safety. They also have, um, you know, basically the free safety. Um, what does Jim Knowles call it? Not the equalizer. He has a really good name for it. I forget the name, but it's really the good. adjuster. Yeah, the adjuster. Yes, the adjuster. That's Ronnie Hickman. I thought Ronnie Hickman might be more of the, you know, the bandit, but they're using Ronnie Hickman as the adjuster, kind of a free safety. But man, Ronnie Hickman's—that's, you know, that's that's a pretty good, uh, you know, tackler uh, 
for a free safety. And then they're he's going to use uh, Court Williams as the bandit right now. But Josh Proctor is going to be in the mix too. So anyway, um, the bandit's more of that strong safety type, okay? And then, you know, the adjuster's the free safety. And then, you know, then you got the slot corner. So slot safety. So there you go. The body type's going to be, you know, you need to be bigger to be the bandit. You need, you need to be kind of in between to be the free safety, the adjuster. And you need to be, you know, even a little – you know, a little smaller than that, a little quicker than that to be the slot safety. So there you go. All right, Patrick. And, I think, and Dave, I just think there's some guys that can move around and play a couple different of those That's positions. Yeah, so I wouldn't say anything, anything set right now. You know, right. they have guys playing there, but but those guys can move positions, probably have tried some different positions in there. Absolutely. I mean, you got guys that can play different spots. Proctor will do that. Ickman will do that. Court Williams will probably just play that bandit. He's 215 pounds. It's a big safety, especially in today's football. That used to not be that big of a safety. I mean, David Fulcher was like 240 pounds back in the day for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, all right, you can hit this next one. David wants to know, who do you guys think has more upside, Kyle McCord or Devin Brown? Patrick, go. Woo! Uh, both have huge upside. And I just wrote about Devin Brown yesterday. Like, really impressive kid, but the same is true with Kyle McCord. I've heard great things about both guys. Um, I think Devin Brown, you know, still having freshman moments, which you'd expect he should be in high school still, right? So if I'm going to pick one, I'm probably leaning slightly towards Kyle McCord just because I've seen him do it. Um, we haven't seen much of Devin Brown. Obviously, you know, the, the high school film, I still think Kyle McCord has a little bit more on that arm. But I've heard some really good things about what Devin Brown's done in practice. So I think you're in good hands either way. I'll give the slight edge to Kyle McCord there um, just because of, of I've seen more of him. I've seen a bit more, um, you know, of that arm. So I think he probably has a little bit more potential there. But I don't think you're going to go wrong either way. And, and both guys seem like guys that want to stay and fight for their job. So I think you're going to see both of them in Buckeye uniforms as a starter at some point. I'll be succinct with my answer. I love both guys. I do think Devin Brown has a higher ceiling to answer the question literally. I love both guys, though. It was fun interviewing them the other day. All right. Michael wants to know, is there any concern on the O-line with the new starters? I love the starters. Depth is a concern. Now, it's not going to be as much of one when they get Josh Fryer back. He's going to be the sixth man on that offensive line. They got Enoch Vamahi, another guy that's a solid backup. But Ryan Day said himself, you know, depth is a concern. So Ryan Day is concerned about it. I'm concerned about it. Patrick's concerned about it. All of you are concerned about it. I think they're, I love the starters though. I think I've talked about this on the show. I think they fit well together. And I think Justin Fry was a hell of a hire. And I think he's going to help them fix that short yardage running game, which was the only thing the offense didn't do well last year. Um, okay. All right. Uh, King Chris wants to know, how did we get it so wrong with Kerry Combs? I, I know Patrick, I was thinking about this literally this morning when I was putting the show together. I'm like, Ryan Day has done such a good job. Two out of the three times he had to find a defensive coordinator. I mean, we'll see about Jim Knowles. I just think he's going to be great. Jeff Halfley, home run. Jim Knowles, home run, I think. We'll see. Proof will be in the pudding. I don't know what he was. I'm sure Ryan Day himself. Kerry Combs had never been a defensive coordinator at any level. Right. I don't know what he was thinking. He was thinking like all in recruiting. Now, in fairness, he never thought Jeff Halfley would be one and done. But, I mean, answer the question. I don't know what they were doing with Kerry. Kerry Combs is a great man. Good defensive backs coach, hell of a recruiter, way over his head as a D coordinator. Exactly. I think you nailed it with with the the lack. The expectation wasn't that Jeff Halfley was going to go. Ryan Day went and hired somebody that was familiar with the program, 
and it, it didn't work out. Kerry Combs wasn't ready to run a defense. Yes, he'd been in the NFL. Yes, he'd done so well at Ohio State and, and at other places, but he wasn't ready to run a defense. And this is big boy football. You can't have a guy come in here and, and be doing it for the first time. This isn't like Corey Dennis, and this isn't a slight on Corey Dennis, who can come and be the quarterback's coach for the first time at Ohio State because you have Ryan Day as the de facto quarterback coach and head coach. You need a head coach of the defense, which is what he went out and got with Jim Knowles, which is what Jeff Hathley essentially was, Greg Madison helping him out. Kerry Combs didn't have that help, and he, he just wasn't ready. And uh, the Buckeye defense suffered. You saw it. it. It was just not equipped. You can't make the adjustments. That's why they went to Matt Barnes last year. It, it just was a, a bad hire, and that's not negative on Kerry Combs. He just wasn't ready for that. You have to have experience here at a place like Ohio State. You can't be trying guys out for the first time in a position like that. Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. I'm sorry there's some questions we did not get to. Um, like I said, I've got to get the podcast version of the show posted. So I we'll get do a Saturday show. State. How about that, Dave? What's that? We'll do a Saturday show, answer a bunch of questions there. For my birthday? For your birthday. I had, I had to throw that in there, didn't I? I had to yeah. throw that in there. I was going to do it anyway. but I'm, I'm turning 39 tomorrow again. So that'll be Yeah, fun. I'm 26. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are, th- we are 13 years apart. I don't know if those are the, the correct ages, though. I think we're right 12, 13 years apart, whatever. But, yeah, 39 tomorrow. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Sorry for the questions we didn't get to. I, I apologize, but I've got to get on over to Ohio State, like I said. Uh, appreciate all you guys tuning in, and thanks for the questions. Thanks to Patrick Murphy. Keep it locked to Bucknuts for full coverage. Again, we're going to meet with the corners and safeties after practice around 1020. Buckeyes having their 11th practice of spring right now. It is flying by. Thank you so much to all of the listeners and viewers. If you like the show, like, subscribe, give us a five-star review. All that stuff really helps. Thanks again. I hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. 